Welcome to Zichru Daf Siman, member by Avram Goldai, and today Mosechus Nedarim, Daf Chaf Alf, the third parak, Arba Nedarim. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, the opening Mishnah of the third parak on the bottom Daf Chaf Amabei states, Arba Nedarim Hitir Chachamim. The Chachamim permitted four types of Nedarim. The first one being Nidre Zeruzin, motivational Nedarim. The Mishnah explains what are Nidre Zeruzin. If one was selling an item and said. Konam, the proceeds of the sale to me, that I will not sell it for less than a seller, which is four dinarim. And the buyer said, Konam she'eni mosi v'lecha a shekel. Konam the item to me if I buy it for more than a shekel, which is two dinarim. Shneim rotsim v'shloshi dinarim. Both are really agreeable to a price of three dinarim, which is midway between the two. The Gemara on this stuff initially explains that this is based on the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Rabbi Tarfan quoted on Daf Yud on the base that a Naziris or a Neder, which is a suffix at the time of declaration, is invalid. Here too, since each Neder was made conditionally and it's not clear cut, it doesn't take effect. Rabbi disagrees and says you can even explain it according to the Rabban who dispute Rabbi Tarfan. Mi katani shneim ratsu, shneim rotsin katani. Does it say they both agreed, meaning they later agreed? It says they're both agreeable, which means all along they were agreeable to the price of three dinarim, and the netter is invalid because they never intended what they said. Point number two, Ravina asked Rav Ashi, If the seller said in his netter an amount greater than a seller, and the buyer said a netter for an amount less than a shekel, is it a legitimate netter or a motivational one? According to the run's first explanation that the amount means a pruta, which is the smallest coin, the seller meant that he will not accept less than a seller and a pruta, and the buyer meant that he will not pay more than a shekel minus a pruta. The question is whether their naming such precise values indicates that they did intend their nadarim literally. Ravashi brought a proof from a mission about someone resisting pressure to eat at his friend's home, who said, Your house is konum for my entering, or a drop of your cold water is konum for my tasting. It is permitted in both cases. For he only meant actually eating and drinking, not the minimal activities he named. We see then that even highly specific terms are not necessarily taken literally. Ravina responded that this case is not comparable because Siddiquim Omri Ma'at Osim Harbit, Siddiquim say a little and do a lot. The one making a netter feared that if he would accede even to a drop of cold water, his friend would take the opportunity to give him far more. And point number three, Ravina said in Nimravasi, Arba Nadarim These four types of Nadarim of the mission require a heter of a sage. Ravina reported that when he told this to Shmuel, he objected. The Tana taught four types of Nadarim the Chami permitted, and you say it requires a heter of a sage? Rav Yosef taught Rav Yudah's statement differently. A sage is not allowed to annul a nether except by these four types of nedarim. Only a mistaken circumstance, such that the vower would not have made the nether, had he been fully aware of it, is sufficient grounds to annul a nether. This is like the four types of nedarim in which the vower never intended to make a nether. The Gemara concludes based on this, He holds we cannot make an opening with mere regret. The Gemara brings some Amorim who disagree, and incidents where regret was sufficient to annul a nether. So once again, the three points are number one. The opening mission of the third parak on the bottom of Chaf Amabe states, Arba Nedarim Hitir Chuchamim. The Chuchamim permitted four types of Nedarim. The first one being Nidre Zeruzin, motivational Nedarim. The mission explains what are Nidre Zeruzin. If one was selling an item and said, Konam, the proceeds of the sale to me, that I will not sell it for less than a seller, which is four dinarim. And the buyer said, Konam she'eni mosi v'lecha a shekel. Konam the item to me if I buy it for more than a shekel, which is two dinarim. Shneim rotsim v'shloshi dinarim. Both are really agreeable to a price of three dinarim, which is midway between the two.
The Gemara on this stuff initially explains that this is based on the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Rabbi Tarfan quota on Daf Yud Tesama base that a Naziris or a Neder, which is a suffix at the time of declaration, is invalid. Here too, since each Neder was made conditionally and it's not clear cut, it doesn't take effect. Rabbi disagrees and says you can even explain it according to the Rabban who dispute Rabbi Tarfan. Bikatani Shneim Ratsu, Shneim Rotsin Katani. Does it say they both agreed, meaning they later agreed? It says they're both agreeable, which means all along they were agreeable to the price of three dinarim, and the netter is invalid because they never intended what they said. Point number two, Ravina asked Rav Ashi, If the seller said in his netter an amount greater than a seller, and the buyer said a netter for an amount less than a shekel, the Darahave or Zeruzenhave, is it a legitimate netter or a motivational one? According to the run's first explanation that the amount means a pruta, which is the smallest coin, the seller meant that he will not accept less than a seller and a pruta, and the buyer meant that he will not pay more than a shekel minus a pruta. The question is whether their naming such precise values indicates that they did intend their nadarm literally. Ravashi brought a proof from a mission about someone resisting pressure to eat at his friend's home, who said, Your house is konum for my entering, or a drop of your cold water is konum for my tasting. It is permitted in both cases. For he only meant actually eating and drinking, not the minimal activities he named. We see then that even highly specific terms are not necessarily taken literally. Ravina responded that this case is not comparable because Siddiqim Omri Ma'at Osim Harbit. Siddiqim say a little and do a lot. The one making a netter feared that if he would accede even to a drop of cold water, his friend would take the opportunity to give him far more. And point number three, Ravina said in the name of Ravasi, Arba Nadarim Chochem. These four types of Nadarim of the mission require a heter of a sage. Ravina reported that when he told this to Shmuel, he objected. The Tana taught four types of Nadarim the Chami permitted, and you say it requires a heter of a sage? Rabbi Yosef taught Rabbi Yudah's statement differently. A sage is not allowed to annul a nether except like these four types of nedarim. Only a mistaken circumstance, such that the vower would not have made the nether, had he been fully aware of it, is sufficient grounds to annul a nether. This is like the four types of nedarim in which the vower never intended to make a nether. The Gemara concludes based on this, He holds we cannot make an opening with mere regret. The Gemara brings some Amaraim who disagree and incidents where regret was sufficient to annul a nether. Alright, so now we go to our Simmerdav Kafalf and our standard Simmer is a car because Bostonians, people from Boston pronounce car as ka. So here goes. The electric ka dealer who made a motivational nether that he won't sell his newest model for less than $100,000 to the customer who made a nether to pay no more than $49,999 minus a bruta soon regretted his rash decision and called his rabbi who was known to only give a heter on four types of nadarim. Once again, it's emotion. The electric ka dealer, ka dealer, that must be learned off, 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 car, ka. The electric car dealer who made a motivational netter that he won't sell his newest model for less than $100,000, which reminds us, the mission gives an example of Nidre Zeruzi, motivational nadarim. If one was selling an item and said, Konam, the proceeds of the sale to me, that I will not sell it for less than a seller, which is four dinarim. And the buyer said, Konam she'eni mosi v'cha or shekel, Konam the item to me, if I buy it for more than a shekel, which is two dinarim. Shneim rotsi mishosha dinarim, both are agreeable to the price of three dinarim, which is midway between the two. Rava says you can even explain this according to the Rabbanan. Mikatan shneim ratsu, shneim rotsin katani. Does it say they both agreed, meaning they later agreed? It says they both are agreeable, which means 
all along they were agreeable to the price of three denarii, and the netter is invalid because they never intended what they said. So the electric condial who made a motivational netter that he won't sell his newest model for less than $100,000 to the customer who made a netter to pay no more than $49,999 minus a pruta, which reminds us, Ravina asked Ravashi, if the seller said in his netter an amount greater than a seller and the buyer said a netter for an amount less than a shekel, Nidra hava or Zeruzin hava? Is it a legitimate nether or a motivational one? According to the Runs First explanation that the amount means a pruta, which is the smallest coin, the seller meant that he will not accept less than a seller and a pruta, and the buyer meant they will not pay more than a shekel minus a pruta. The question is whether their naming such precise values indicates that they did intend the nadarm literally. So the electric Kadyu, who made a motivational netter that he won't sell his newest model for less than $100,000, to the customer who made a netter to pay no more than $49,999 minus a pruta, soon regretted his rash decision and called his rabbi who was known to only give a hetter on four types of nadarm, which reminds us of you to say the name of Ravasi. Arba nadarm These four types of nadarm of the mission require a head to a sage. Rav Yosef taught Rav Yudah's statement differently. A sage is not allowed to annul a nether except like these four types of nadarim. Only a mistaken circumstance, such as the vower would not have made the nether had he been fully aware of it, is sufficient grounds to annul a nether. This is like the four types of nadarim in which the vower never intended to make a nether. The Gemara concludes based on this, He holds, we cannot make an opening with mere regret. So once again, the electric Kadil, who made a motivational netter that he won't sell his newest model for less than $100,000, to the customer who made a netter to pay no more than $49,999 minus a pruta, soon regretted his rash decision and called his rabbi, who was known to only give a heter on four types of nadarim. All right, so now it's time for our four blabach chazara. Daf Yudzain. So the similar Daf Yudzain is a used car salesman. So here goes. The customer who tried to get rid of the pushy used car salesman, used car salesman, that must have been on Daf Yudzain. The customer who tried to get rid of the pushy used car salesman by declaring, I'm a Nazar today if I buy this car, I'm a Nazar today if I buy this car, which reminds us, the next mission states, Yesh Neder Betok Neder. A Neder can take effect during the term of another Neder, Ben Shvu Betok Shvuah, but a Shvuah cannot take effect within the term of another Shvuah. How so? If one says, Harini Nazar Ima Ochel, Harini Nazar Ima Ochel, I'm here by a Nazar if I eat this bread. I'm here by a Nazar if I eat this bread. And he eats it, he's to observe a term of Nazirus for each and every one of his Nadarim. The run explains that the second Nazar declaration can take effect even while the person is already a Nazar, but it does not actively begin until he completes his first Nazirus. So, the customer who tried to get rid of the pushy used car salesman by declaring, I'm a Nazar today if I buy this car, I'm a Nazar today if I buy this car, and then desperately tried again by pledging, and I'm a Nazar tomorrow if I buy this car, which reminds us, Rabuna says, they only tell this halacha of Yesh Neder Betok Neder regarding a case where he declared, I'm here by a Nazar today, and then said, I'm here by a Nazar tomorrow, for since an extra day is added, the second Naziris can take effect upon the first Naziris. Because each Naziris term is 30 days, starting a second Naziris tomorrow would dictate that it's ending one day later than the first. This allows the second Naziris to take effect, although practically, he cannot begin it until after the first Naziris is completed. So, the customer who tried to get rid of the pushy used car salesman by declaring, I'm a Nazar today if I buy this car, I'm a Nazar today if I buy this car, and then desperately tried again by pledging, and I'm a Nazar tomorrow if I buy this car, didn't know what to say when the salesman responded, I swear I will not sell you a car that's a lemon, followed by, I swear I will not sell you a car that's a lemon, 
or a bad apple, which reminds us, Rav Huna would explain that the parallel case of Shavuos is where he first said, I swear I will not eat figs, and then said, I swear I will not eat figs, and dates that the second Shavuot does not take effect. The run explains in his preferred explanation that the second Shavuot means to specifically prohibit eating both figs and grapes, but not either one alone. So the simmer Daf Yudches is a chuppah. So here goes. The rabbi standing under the chuppah, chuppah, that must be more on Daf Yudches. The rabbi standing under the chuppah with a nazir who walked down the aisle to the popular tune of Nazir Hazir, which reminds us, the Gemara explains that the Pasuk of Nazir Hazir, which teaches that Naziris takes effect on Naziris, is needed in a case where one declared two Naziris vows simultaneously. The one explains that they are effective as two 30-day periods. Without the Pasuk, one might have thought that one would be hired to observe them as one long 60-day period of Naziris. So, the rabbi standing in the chuppah with a nazir who walked down the aisle to the popular tune of Nazir Hazir was shocked when the kala asked him to release her first shavuot not to eat and then discovered her second shavuot kicked in, which reminds us the mission of Yudzayin Amadov had stated, I swear I will not eat this, I swear I will not eat this, and he ate it. He's only high for once at a malchus. This implies that the second shavuot does not take effect at all. Rav on this stuff qualifies this by saying, if he asks for a head to breath first Shavua, the second takes effect on him. The second Shavua is valid insofar as the first is not active to prevent it from taking effect. So the rabbi standing under the chuppah with a nazir walked in the aisle to the popular tune of Nazir Lazir was shocked when the kala asked him to release her first Shavua not to eat and then discovered her second Shavua kicked in. So he changed his speech and gave them advice for their future together that Stam Nadar Mohachmir Uperushim Mohachil which reminds us the next mission states, Stam Nadarim Hakimir, unspecific Nadarim are treated stringently, but their explanation is accepted even leniently. The mission gives numerous illustrations of this principle, the first being, If he said it's to me like salted meat or like poured wine, and didn't specify which type of meat or wine he was referencing, whether it was meat of a carbon and wine of Yainesach or meat and wine served to a vodazor, we assume he intended to make a valid netter, for otherwise, as the Rosh explains, he had no reason to say anything. Daf Yutes, so the similar Daf Yutes is a yacht. So here goes. The captain of the yacht, yacht, that must be learned off, Yutes. The captain of the yacht, transporting a Suffolk Bechor, which was not to be worked or sheared, which reminds us, the Belaza rules that Suffolk Nazir is Lahaka, but when it comes to Suffolk Bechor, he's Machmir in that it can't be worked or sheared, because while a person does not intend to affect a nether in the case of a Suffolk, it would not prevent automatic Kedusha from taking effect. So the captain of the yacht transporting a Suffolk Bechor, which was not to be worked or sheared, tried to calm down an irate Suffolk Nazir passenger who complained the wind blew off the deck some grain he made his Nazir as conditional on, which reminds us it was taught in a price of one says, I'm here by a Nazir if there are 100 Akor in this pile, and he went and found that it was stolen or lost and can no longer determine its volume. Rebuda says he's not a Nazir, and Shimon says he is. So the captain of the yacht transporting a Suffolk Bechor, which was not to be worked or sheared, tried to calm down an irate Suffolk Nazir passenger who claimed the wind blew off the decks and grain he made his Nazir's conditional on by telling him that even if he had pledged to be a Nazir Shimshon, what neaten a Nazir is and that he is not a Nazir, which reminds us, according to Rabbi Yehuda, even a declaration to be a Nazir Shimshon, which means he may not cut his hair for life like Shimshon, in a case of a Suffolk, he is not a Nazir. Ravashi says Rabbi Yehuda was quoting the opinion of Rabbi Tarfun, who said, in a case 
where a man said about an approaching person, I am a Nazar if that is pony. And a second person said, I am a Nazar if that is not pony. Ain ech mehem Nazar. Neither of them is a Nazar, regardless of who is correct. Because Nazirus was only given to take effect when there is a clear expression with no uncertainty at the time of the declaration. So the summer Davchaf is a cafe. So here goes. The patron sitting at the quaint seaside cafe, cafe, that must be more Daf Chaf. The patron sitting at the quaint seaside cafe with cherem net decor, which reminds us the Mishan Daf Yudches Amabe stated regarding the Darim, Uperushim Lahaka, their interpretation is accepted even if it's lenient. The Mishnah here gives numerous examples of someone who provides a far-fetched interpretation of his netter. The first one being, one vowed with a cherem and said afterwards, I vowed only regarding the cherem, meaning the net of the sea. Ramirez says about these cases, in all of them, they do not request a heter. The netter is invalid. And if they did request a heter, we punish them and are strict with them. The Gemara notes the apparent contradiction in the Mishnah whether a heter for the netter is required and explains that whereas the Talmud Chachm is fully believed about his original intent and does not require a heter, Anama Arts is not trusted and thus requires a heter. So the patrons eating at the quaint seaside cafe with cherem net decor, who were bashful to share that they had come from the Sinai Desert, which reminds us it was Tana Bryce regarding the purpose of the experience at Har Sinai. The Pasik states, Ba'avurtia so that the fear of him will be in your faces. This refers to the trait of Busha, of shame, so that you should not sin, which teaches that shame leads to the fear of sin. And it was taught that he who does not have the trait of Busha is known that his ancestors did not stand at Har Sinai. So the patrons eating at the quaint seaside cafe with Kherm Net Decor, who were bashful to share that they had come from the Sinai Desert, were happy to hear they could have their food prepared according to their preference, be it salted, roasted, cooked, or stewed. Which reminds me, Yochum and Devai said that he was told by angels about four disabilities in children, which are caused by various improper activities of their parents during relations. The Gemara concludes that the Chamin said that Halakha does not accord with Yochum and Devai. Rather, all that a man wants to do with his wife he may do, and they bring a mushal, it's comparable to meat that comes from the butcher. If he wants to eat it salted, roasted, cooked, or stewed, he may do so. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff did we learn? One who does not have the trait of Busha. It's known that his ancestors did not stand at Harsinai. That's on Duff. Chaf. Good. Number two, which stuff do you learn? If one makes two identical Shavuos, if he asks for a Heter for the first Shavuot, the second one takes effect. That's on Duff. Good. Number three. Which stuff do you want? An example of Nidre Zeruzin is when a seller makes a nether, he won't sell for less than four dinarim, and the buyer says he won't buy for more than two dinarim, and they are agreeable at three dinarim. That's on Dav. Chafalaf. Good. Number four. Which stuff do you want? Rebutive rules in a case where one said he's a nuzzer if there's a certain amount of grain in a pile and then some of it was lost, he's not a nuzzer. That's on Dav. Yotas. Good. Number five. Which stuff we have the question if it's a real nether or nidre zeruzin, if someone is very precise in his nether, that's on Duff. Chafalf. Good number six. Which stuff do we learn? Stam nedarim l'chachmur, uperushim l'chakel, that's on Duff. Yodchas. Good number seven. Which stuff do we learn? In the case of a suffolk bachor, it cannot be worked or sheared, that's on Duff. Yotas. Good number eight. Which stuff do you want? The Chachamim disagree with Rabbi Yochan and Divide regarding what he says is the cause of different disabilities with children. That's on Duff. Chaf. Good number nine. Which stuff do you want? The one cannot swear to violate a mitzvah, such as swearing not to sit in a sukkah. That's on Duff.
Tezayim. Good. And number 10, which we learned the Rav Yosef taught the Rav Yudah holds that a Chachim can only annul a nether like the four Nedarim and not based on Charata alone. That's on Duff. Chafal. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Goldham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.